What's up, world? It's Amy Ball, and welcome to Skeletons from the Closet, where we dig up the past to help you build a better future. Let's kick that closet door open, shall we? And you, and you kind of alluded to it earlier as well as, as the spiritual warfare in our world. So tell me, talk to me a little bit about that and how you feel about it. So one of the, my favorite quotes. It's real. <laughs> when one of my teachers, I have a few really incredible teachers that work with this medicine. He said, the greatest evil ever enacted is convincing people there's no evil. There's a lot of the spiritual community that infiltrated. is like, infiltrated. Everything it is, is infiltrated, though. That it's community all, is infiltrated. And there are, and, and evil is a very real thing. And I want to, I want to preface this with just my experience, like literally take it, leave it, whatever. But working deeply with ayahuasca, Ooh, girl. you open up dimensions, you open up a lot of things. You know, we have all, everyone has spiritual gifts. Every being has spiritual abilities. A lot of them are very unique and really special. Most of them lie dormant because of the energy of suppressed emotion, suppressed trauma, or doubt. Those are the three things that keep spiritual abilities withheld because they're absolutely beautiful. And one of mine specifically that I learned from an older teacher of mine was the ability to quite literally transmute and remove demonic entities from people. And I've had a few people come specifically because they've heard that and I've worked with them and I know how to remove those things because it is real. And all the major systems, the reality is we everyone has this divine connection of God, whatever that is to you, within yourself. It's within. It's like, it's not saying that you are God. It's like the ocean. If the ocean's God, you're this drop of water. Like you're connected to it. It's a really beautiful thing. We all have this divine connection and we're such limitless beings. One of the, my other favorite quotes that I've heard is, <clears throat> when a lion, <clears throat> when a lion has baby, when a lion has babies, what does the lion have? Little baby lions. When a giraffe has babies, what does a giraffe have? Little baby giraffes. When God has babies, what does God have? Little baby gods and goddesses. It's not an egoic thing, but we're incredibly powerful. And if we tap into that connection, we really go within and know how protected we are. We know how safe we are. We open our minds to like a bigger concept of what love really is. But the the powers to be are aware of these things. And they can every major- The dark sees the light. Every major, every major system, like the school system, the public school system is all heavily indoctrinated to keep kids not thinking creatively for themselves, go to authority for their answers and, and, uh, and learn all this repetitive knowledge instead of tapping into their inner wisdom. The bell system in schools was literally modeled, modeled off of factories to get kids to like respond to a stimulus to fall in line. Like the major medical system. Now there's good people. There's good people that with good intention that think they're doing well, but the system itself is heavily, heavily controlled by the pharmaceutical companies. The medical system, the Western medical system, unless my arm is cut off, it's, it it literally is there to create lifetime patients. Mm -hmm. Plant medicines get to the root. Think of it like if your life is a tree, the branches on your tree can be like diseases. And the Western medical system cuts off the branch, which is what a pharmaceutical is, but it's going to grow back. Plant medicines like ayahuasca get to the roots of the tree to uproot what the actual issue is. But pharmaceutical companies would have no funding if people experienced plant medicines and truly healed. Politics, the biggest divide. It's literally just a, a clown show trying to keep people divided and the trying news. to, it's, it's all, it's all spiritual warfare. The news is spiritual the news, warfare. It, it, the news is literally magic. Like they cast spells. They're 
creating programs. Magic is real. Spiritual warfare is real. Us serving the medicine. There are people that are sometimes releasing witchy things, witchcraft. demonic things, yeah. and That's having real. witchcraft removed. And we have to do extra protection stuff around our home or animals for each other because we absorb. And so just like you physically clean your home, you spiritually clean your home in yep. space. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like we get our copal or say, or you know, we, we clean our home. We bless our home with intention with mantras, you know, all these things. We use candles, you know, in, in good ways, you know, to create good magic, right? And good things to protect the shield around the space. So like, I mean, it, it, it's so important from every little angle because everything is spiritual. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, there's several things you said there, the indoctrination. And I think that's why people are so closed-minded to it because they've been told you know, you need to ask for permission. You need to raise your hand. We're going to Pavlov's dog you into ringing this yeah. bell and make okay. it what you want. Yeah. You know, so when people have been taught you don't rock the boat, and that's the whole problem is that the fucking boat needs to be capsized. Yeah. And yeah. the problem, though, like you said, the guys in their ivory towers, the politicians, the he- head, and I won't say all of them, but a lot of the heads of, of churches and organized <laughs> religions and the authorities making these laws and rules and regulations realize that there's no profit in peace. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so what can we do to lobby the regulators and to do this so that way our par- product gets pushed? Well, certainly it's not going to be to enlighten people, right? We want their minds closed. We want them buying our stuff. We want them continuing to come to the doctors to cure this cancer that probably has a better chance of being cured if you never got the freaking cancer at all. And what's what's so eye-opening for me is that when you look at the grand scheme of things, like y'all are saying things, I'm telling you that, and you know this as well as I do, that's going to blow a lot of minds where they're like, oh my God, they're talking about magic and witchcraft and, you know, something that I, I have to drink and then I'm on drugs or what, and that's not it at all. The reality of it is that it's just a different way of solving the problem. And the thing is, if this way works, then is it really that crazy? Right. Well, that's the thing. Think about it. People go to the doctor all the time and take their their medicine, which is actually drugs. That's the yep. real drug. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it makes you sick and it numbs you and it keeps you sick. It doesn't heal the root. This is not a drug. This is actually a true medicine that you go and take and it actually heals you layer by layer, ceremony by ceremony. Well, how? let me ask you, you know, you talked about your mom a little bit, David. What has been your family's kind of reaction to this way of living. That's funny. They so have both our families. Both our families have absolutely like totally programmed, ostracized, abandoned. They we don't there's no communication. So basically with my dad's side, you know, he was he grew up very he was in the military for years, then a little FBI, then he was in then he was a air marshal, so heavy indoctrination. I was in the Marine Corps too just for a brief period. And that's a whole nother topic. They break you down to deeply program you. That that took a lot of medicine to unwire, by the way. But once once I started going down this route and I was honest about it, it's like there was some kind of program in there that hit a red flag and they thought it was might as well have been heroin. Like mm-hmm. in fact, when, when people are deep in cognitive dissonance, you can put a piece of paper of facts on them and it doesn't matter because it is conflicting with something they've identified with. If you want to know a core root issue of 
people and humans that eventually has to get over if we ever want progress. It's people identifying with their beliefs. And you can test that uh-huh. by uh-huh. saying you can test yeah. that because Vegans, because like whether yeah, there's a whole thing with all the food things where you have to eat this way. Like the vegan, fruitarian, I can't, I can't date like, you if, if Catholic, Republican, Democrat, whatever label you want to give, it's great. Have beliefs, have things you want to believe in. Wonderful. Yeah. But when someone identifies, I have am this, and then someone has a different belief, it creates a trigger and they have to defend it because now they're saying their being is this. And our being is so much greater than any belief that we could possibly have. Like you can, if, if you came to me and said, ayahuasca is horrible, it doesn't work and all that, I'd be like, yeah, okay, it's not who I am. It's just what I found. I'm works just like you have an experience. Yeah. What so, so that's like, that's a big piece is like not identifying with, with the beliefs. And then my family too. My mom does the medicine. She's probably done. I, I don't even know. She's done a lot of ceremonies. Our mom's the only ones that are actually. And the rest of my family <laughs> were deeply programmed by Catholicism. And they think that we're doing witchcraft and we're, you know, putting demons in people who I've healed that's <laughs> and we have all these amazing reviews that speak otherwise like they just can't see it because they are so deeply programmed so, so, so real quick that is a perfect example of the cognitive distance of their family so they early on it. they saw how sick she was they saw how many autoimmune diseases they saw how and then we went to that first know what I've been through I've and been she seen. was the lupus the rheumatoid arthritis in the beginning healed and then all this beauty was coming out of it they were so triggered, not at the healing, but that we did Even ayahuasca. Even the name of the company being totally major, cut everything magic. off, no communication. So it's deep. Isn't Very deep. It? They tried to add an intervention early on before the ayahuasca, just when I created Mage School, still not knowing exactly what it was in the <laughs> beginning. And they wanted to literally have an intervention. And like, you can't name it that. It sounds like magic. I'm like, well, it's supposed to. So I'm glad <laughs> that it sounds like magic. But yeah. What, how did that, like, how did you approach that? I mean, so... And again, I'm trying to relate this to the broader mass of people where it's like, you want to do something, you want to start a business, you want to go down a new path of healing, you want to move to a different part of the country, it might be something really minor, you know, you want to be a doctor instead of a lawyer, whatever it is, where your family's like, you're wrong, that's not who we are, this is not the right way for living, like, how do you handle that? You do that by truly releasing any attachment you have for needing their validation and like, not it, caring it what they think and not caring what anyone thinks like it, it i don't mean this to sound cold at all because it's wonderful to have love and all that stuff it's great but it doesn't matter what anyone thinks it doesn't matter what your family thinks it doesn't matter what your friend thinks are you being true to yourself and at some point Every being in their own way has to choose whether to step into their power and live their authentic truth or fall back into living what other people's truths are. They did a big study on people that were dying, that were literally dying on their deathbed. And the number one, there were, there was three things. The number one thing the, of their regrets was, I wish I did more what I wanted to do and not what other, I thought other people wanted me to do. Two, I wish I was actually chose to be happier because people realize that it's their choice whether to be happy or unhappy. And yeah, I forgot what the third one was, but that's a big piece of it is like people think they have to do what their family says. They have this approval and it's it. And when you start to live your authentic life, it can, it's going to get lonely at first. It is going to get lonely because that's not the norm, but it is fulfilling beyond anything I could, I would rather have two or three people that I know are legit, that I know are authentic, that I know are willing to do their own inner work and have discernment than 
a thousand people that aren't. Well, also when you do this work to piggyback off of that, your everything is energy, what we've been saying. And so when you're releasing all this energy, your frequency is literally raising, your vibration is raising. And so inner universal law, it has no option, but those that have a lower frequency than yours will start to just easily fall out of your life. But what's beautiful about it, it's all divinely orchestrated because then ayahuasca who your guy whoever is bringing in all these new high higher, higher vibrational people to replace that into your life and so it's really beautiful but like like things will literally change after ayahuasca like people might break up or people might you know like oh this friend's no longer doing this or they might like leave their job it's just because everything is energy and it's all changing and so you're now going to be aligned with the the job the purpose-filled job that aligns with you right that's going to fulfill you you align with the people now that are truly going to be for your highest good and there's no judgment in any of it it's just universal law because everything is truly energy and you're an energetic vibrational being yeah, the, the one other piece I wanted to mention with your family thing, we have a long ways to go in consciousness of what love really is. What love most people, whether they want to admit it or not, have conditional love, not unconditional. Most families, it's actually conditional love. If you really love someone, love is not possessive. Love is not, well, I'm going to love you as long as you're doing this the way I want you to do this, I'm going to love you as long as you treat me this way. I'm going to love you as long as you're doing something that I want you to do. That's conditional love. And most families actually don't have unconditional love. And the world is people are choosing one way they want to. But if you really want to truly like experience and embody unconditional love, you have to really sit with yourself of what unconditional love really means. Ooh, y'all said a lot. Do you have a few more minutes? Because I know you're okay. yeah, we're good. Okay. So, so many things right there. So the unconditional love piece, I, I completely feel you on that. I think it's the same with trust. And I say that all of the time is like, you know, I'm a big believer that without trust, there can be no love and there mm-hmm. can be no connection. Right. And Absolutely. so I, I have to trust you in order to unconditionally love you. But just because I trust you doesn't mean I love you kind of thing. You know, I, and trust becomes conditional as well. Like I might say, I trust you. You're my best friend, but I also know you're a raging alcoholic and wouldn't trust you to watch my infant. Right. <laughs> but I trust you with my secrets kind of thing. So it's, it's this grand, like, like you said, frequency that kind of gets sent out about what all these things mean, which goes back to what you said when we first started around the the rate at which the earth's vibrational frequency is rising. Right. You said, mm-hmm. so if so many people around the world are conditioned in these these systems, so to speak, does that lower their frequency or raise it or just throw it off kilter? So it's actually their choice. The frequency brings up the uncomfortable things, which can look like triggers in relationships. It can look like falling into addictions. It can look like being super depressed. It can look like these things. So then the person chooses... Mm-hmm. whether to distract, whether to numb, whether to fall into their cycles, or they choose whether to dig into it and face their shit, like take self-responsibility. They got so it. It's their choice. Nobody is a victim. No. To it. Right. They choose. So if I'm understanding this the right way and tell me if I'm wrong, because there's a strong possibility I am that 
whatever's causing it, the vibrational frequency of the earth is increasing, which inevitably is going to force everyone, the collective of us, to start seeing and dealing with these things on a day-to-day basis, whether we're trying to stuff them down or not. And it's up to us as to how we're going to choose to deal with these things, right? Yep. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is, is when we start to deal with these things and we face these things and we sit in it and we feel it so that we can heal it and release it once and for all, when we heal, the collective heals. We're all connected. Because we are one, we're all connected. So that's what's so beautiful. The more people that do this work, the the faster this process is going to work, speed up and work and heal on this planet and raise the frequency on this planet. Yep. I, I look, you're preaching to the choir. So what do you say to people who are scared, who, who are like, no, don't, don't tell me I'll just deal. I'll suffer in silence. Like how, what can you tell them to just maybe just enlighten them a little bit or to get them to open up a little bit, or if they're interested and want to take the first steps in learning or feeling or experiencing, not maybe they're not ready for a retreat, but they're ready for like, just a little bit no- more awareness. Yeah. So, and I, I don't want to say this wrong. So when it, I'll give you one extreme, when it comes to an ayahuasca retreat and I'm open to everybody, we welcome every, don't, don't get me wrong, but I really only specifically probably want less than 1% of people when it comes to ayahuasca retreat, because you are going to have to face your own stuff. You have to be willing because it's, if you're not at a point where you can take a lot of self-responsibility in your life, it's going to get projected on the facilitators, on the other people there. It's all these energetic things. So for ayahuasca retreats, I really just want people that are truly committed to their inner work and ready to do whatever they get shown they need to do without any kind of projection. It takes a pretty deep level of internal commitment for that extreme. Now, outside of that level, I just like to, I, I put out a lot of content every day. I probably do two to three videos every day putting out a lot of loving content to try and spread seeds, spread seeds of empowerment and let people know that, you know, they do have this power within them to do that. But most often you do the best with people just by being an example. And listening to them. Just listening. That's right. Being in, it's not even necessarily like the right thing to say as much as it is just listening to what they have to say and being a compassionate example of patience, unconditional love, non-judgment. There's so much judgment in the world right now. Simply holding space and allowing people to feel and express you creating a safe they energy. They feel the love. You. It makes them feel safe. You, they feel that love. They feel the safeness so they can express things. Every one of us have this whatever you want to call it, love of God within us that is directing us and trying to guide us. So just by you creating safety, having a loving conversation and letting them express and not judging them in your mind while you're expressing it, that alone can start this effect of them feeling safe to express, which then releases emotions, which starts this whole thing. So it's not even necessarily what you're saying as it is, what kind of being are you? What kind of love do you emanate? What kind of, what kind of like non-judgment space can you hold for them that allows them to, and, and the right people, the right people get guided to ayahuasca, the people that are, are ready to it. It's not like there's right or wrong people, the people that are really ready because when ayahuasca comes up, it is during some kind of massive shift, massive transformation that's about to take place. So for that extreme, pretty small amount of people. But for the self-development, just 
wide open to that. It's really just about the the energy you're cultivating when you're connecting with them. And they feel that because it's energetic. It's all energetic. I would say, though, we get a lot of people that are afraid, like in, going into the oh first ceremony. There's a lot of females. And what's beautiful is we have such a beautiful team that out of all of our team members, there's always at least one person that's able to connect with each person that is going through it. And so it is about listening, but it is about the things we're saying too. Like I'll share my story, my experience and what it healed, you know? And it's like, girl, you're suffering, but like, guess what? One night of uncomfortability can like set you free. 20 years healing, right? of healing in a night. You know? It's, it's and very then, real. Like our sound healer, Tarek, he's so loving and like his words of wisdom are just so amazing. He knows what to say always at the right time to people. Um, we have a beautiful yoga teacher who also helps us facilitate and serve in Ayahuasca, Anna, and she's just very motherly, yeah. you know, so she's very able to, to be that motherly energy for people. So like it, it, we just have the right team that it just always, they always feel safe. And then they experience it. And they're like, Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I, they're my favorite change. people. The people that are like, like hesitant or scared. Really or scared. Because the by the end, <laughs> ceremony one, ceremony one might be mild because she's just cleansing you, getting ready for night two, what she needs to heal. Right. So like some people might be, Oh, nothing happened much on night one for me. And it's, but then those same people too, by the end of the full retreat, they're just completely like, Oh my God, there's no, I get it. There are no words to, to say to this. Like, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that actually, that the fear, everyone has fear. Better than like, this was more profound than we've had multiple people say more profound than childbirth, even with the mushroom ceremony. Like these ceremonies are just very powerful and profound for people. But and we also facilitate other medicines too, not just that. Everyone has fear. Every single person before that, that is normal. It's normal. It's okay. It's perfectly and that's okay. What's so cool is that these transformations, like you're literally going from your biggest skeptic to your most raving fan, which is amazing. <laughs> well, what I tell people is like the uncomfortability, there's no way around it. You've yeah. got to go within to heal it. You've got to feel it to heal it. Where crying is like how we heal. We become powerful actually when we cry and we feel it and then we release it, whether we're vomiting, whether we're purging through tears, like whatever, it's releasing it. You know what I mean? And I it do. is just and what's so funny you say about, you know, your this level of discomfort and you know, what's so funny to me and like so fucked up yet at the same time is that you have these like, where are they? you want to call them gurus or like business moguls that are like, oh, you know, comfort kills, keep grinding, keep doing this, keep doing this. This is how I made my fortune. This is how I built my business and everything else. And yet you bring them something like this because you can see <laughs> that ego in play and you can see that. That like, hey, dude, yeah, you're making a ton of money, but you're such a dick. Like, and they they refuse to feel that level of discomfort. And I think, and y'all can tell me this, you know, you've been high on the mountain, working in, in the big city, doing well financially. Like when I think when you reach, a, when you're willing to confront the discomfort on a personal and internal and spiritual level, that all of a sudden, all that work, that grind you were doing before becomes meaningful and purposeful. And it transitions into something that you can feel good about. And now the money comes, right? Like, because like the energy broke miraculously, magically, you don't go broke. It's no, just, because your energy is different. So you automatically are in a state to attract abundance easily and effortlessly. But what I was uh, wanting to finish with that, what I was saying earlier is really touching on this because whenever you do ayahuasca, 
you are healing things but like the uncomfortability for me is in the physical body like there's times when I've, I've died so many times from the medicine you know just felt like oh my god i'm so sick feeling you know but what i have to say about that is that the uncomfortability where well, i was saying there's no way around it because it is a karmic debt that we have to pay in order to receive that healing and my most uncomfortable my most intense ceremonies are the ones that i had the most profound healing from my nervous system reset or you know what i mean so like it just it's the whole duality of it you know what i mean if you really want that healing you've got to be able to be on that warrior's path and go through one night of uncomfortability two nights of uncomfortability because it'll worth it if it heals that lupus forever if it heals whatever you're going through you know layer by layer ceremony by ceremony but you're right because you're releasing all that energy you attract healthier relationships into your life right because it's universal law you attract prosperity in your life because it's universal law and because you're also so grateful for the healing you're in this state of gratitude which is also making you attract things in your life to be grateful for you know what i mean so well, yeah. and what do they say too that the universe abhors a, a vacuum yeah so when you purge this stuff and it's well, all the bad shit well you have so much more room for the for the good for the abundance like you're saying and I, you know, one thing with that, you're, you're right. There's so many people. And this is why I'm uh, currently trying to focus more on bringing men into this. Like we have over 300,000 people in our community, 83% are women, mostly nine out of 10 people that come to retreats are women. Now it's changed the past three months. The first time in all the years we've been doing this, we're starting to see more men. Now four out of 10 are men or five. We had our first two retreats these past two where it was half men and half women. I think the one so coming it's, up is like it's, all men. It's shifting, but there's so much warfare keeping men away from this internal work. Or they think they can't cry. That makes them powerless. Because it Not is, true. It, you, can, you can attack things. You can build businesses, all this stuff. But the real journey, the real warrior's path is inside you. Well, it's and facing are you happy? your own ego stuff. Yeah. Are you genuinely like, happy? Like those, you, are you really happy? Do you spend most do you spend most of your day in a state of joy? Do you spend most of your day with natural energy? Are you just are, thriving, are you, working all the time? You, Where's your fun? Do you have healthy relationships? Balance. Are you do you have some kind of spiritual practice? Like something, something. Because you know, with men too. I do a lot, a lot of talk about the masculine feminine dynamic. I love that. I've studied it deeply. And with men, what I found with the masculine feminine, the, it's essential for the feminine to trust the masculine, but it's all energetic, actually. It's not even so much what the masculine says or does. It's the energy. And if men are holding energies of anger, jealousy, resentment in, the feminine senses that and her walls are going to be up a little more. There's not going to be that trust. Also, if a man's most important thing to him is himself, He's going to fall to what serves him the most. There has, what I found, I don't mean to speak in absolutes, but there needs to be some aspect of a higher power or something that's beyond himself that's more important than in just him. And that commitment to whatever higher power that is, the feminine senses that, usually it's, you know, service to God or whatever. When the feminine senses that, there's even more trust there. So there's been all this attack on the masculine. And better sex too, right? Absolutely. That's all part of it. That's like, dude, that's if, if dudes are listening to this and you can't get past anything else, your heightened level of vulnerability and yeah. connection and intimacy, it's going to blow your sex life out the chart. I agree. There with you that. Go. 
That's right. And that's why that's another reason there's been so much attack on the masculine to like make him lose his sexual energy on other things. Like so that intuition as much as it connects. So they don't have that control. So they don't do this inner work. So they hold these feelings in, which throws off the feminine energy. If the feminine is with him, it causes all these disruptions, which is why so few men have been coming to this. But I'm trying to focus more on getting more men to this because it it's a beautiful dynamic when both of them are doing that work. I agree. Like, I mean, I just know, like I said, what is for me when when you have those deep conversations and you're open to each other, it's it it creates this dynamic where of safety, of holding space, like you yeah. said, where it's just you feel you feel seen and heard and felt and like you belong with this person. Yeah. So if there's if there are people that are saying, okay, I'm gonna I'm kind of interested in this, let me check out what this guy has to offer, or you know. Your upcoming retreats. I know you have several of those that you do them pretty regularly. First off, how can people find you and see your videos? Because personally, I love your content. And secondly, you know, the retreats, how do they get involved in that? Yeah, so actually, we have a beautiful spot out on the edge of New Braunfels and Canyon Lake. Our center here, it's it's a plant. We do plant medicine healing retreats. It's also an animal sanctuary. So we use TikTok, follow me. I'll tell him about that. I was going to. <laughs> she started the animal sanctuary TikTok, but I'll tell you all about that in just a You'll second. You'll love my but videos. We, we utilize a lot of the funds we get to rescue animals. So we have about 60 rescues from horses, goats, pigs. Zebra, zebra camel, camel. peacock. So our center's awesome. We're just getting started. So when you come to like even the healing, like you get to meet all these animals. It's and really they amazing. provide additional healing. So we, we have our most special international retreat of the entire year. It, it's all out. It's very nice. It's very nice. It's more of a, it's a my favorite luxury retreat, setting. It's in Belize at the number one rated resort and spa in all of Belize, November 19th to 30th, 11 days. Our shamans from Colombia all fly out to this. They're also professional musicians. So incredible guitar, like in this place is amazing. Talk about a vibe. You're it saying, is a vibe. You like, it's, it's really nice. It's nice. You so, have your own personal room. Yes. So the, the Belize one's super nice. Also, we, hold on. The Belize retreat, which makes I love it, is makes it so powerful. It is our full formula yes. retreat. So we offer ayahuasca retreats, but the full formula that I was downloaded from the Holy Spirit, and then I experienced my own healing journey, and now I've watched thousands of hundreds of people experience the profoundness of it as well, is that, and I just accidentally stumbled upon this too whenever I was healing, but there's something very powerful with after you've done ayahuasca within a very sensitive time frame, having mushrooms. So, because what happens is it activates the ayahuasca when you take that mushroom, but there's no purging unless you really need it. And the two spirits dance together and it's very profound because what I experienced doesn't happen all the time. I had such deep healing on ayahuasca that I had an identity crisis almost. It was like, who am I now? <laughs> you know? And that's because ayahuasca does not do the reprogramming. Okay. She's not going to reprogram your, your mind right. and you're creating with your thoughts and feelings and your words and right. So for me, I use mushrooms after the ayahuasca to repro. I've written like a hour and a half guided meditation journey. That's beautiful. There's nothing like it that reprograms the mind. So you can live the life of your dream that you've had all the healing, right? And something that I'm bringing back is what's funny about this too. Well, I'll hit on that in a minute. I'll hit on the mushrooms in a minute. But this full formula with Belize, we do the ayahuasca's. Then we have a day break. Then we uh, do the mushroom ceremony. 
Then we'll go on some excursions, amazing. And then we come back and we end with a beautiful cannabis ceremony that also is really profound. We use a very small amount of cannabis, just enough to have the spirit in you and the divine downloads you can receive. And like the way we run the ceremony, sometimes it's the ceremony that's the thing for people that they had their deep experience. And that's what's so beautiful about this too. Sometimes you're like, oh my God, the ayahuasca was the thing. Oh my God, the mushrooms are the thing. Oh, the cannabis are the thing. Some people, the whole thing. But like it provides healing for everyone when we do it that way. So it's one of the most powerful retreats we do because it is the exact full formula that yeah. is very powerful. And the, the reason behind that is ayahuasca releases suppressed emotions, suppressed traumas, ancestral stuff gets released, messages. The mushroom, our core beliefs are created by our childhood and our early toxic relationships. She's able, that's one of her gifts. I talked about spiritual gifts. One of her gifts is she uses breath work in, on mushrooms to help reprogram that subconscious. Well, it, well so, the breath work gets them in this higher like theta state and then we go into do the reprogramming. It's really powerful. And then the other thing, and I'll let him speak on his ayahuasca's. Yeah, well, I was going to mention my mushrooms. But yeah, that's, next year, right? that's like, oh yeah, a that's months. like two months away. Yeah. So yeah, I, mushrooms is actually what built Magical. It wasn't ayahuasca. What started Magical and created it was the mushroom ceremony that I created. And it was really powerful for people with word of mouth. It was selling out weeks in advance. So we knew we were on to something. I knew it worked for me. But, you know, once I tested on the public, I was like, oh, wow, this is really this is really something special. And but then we started bringing the ayahuasca and we were doing also the full formula and the ayahuasca. And I was getting a little, you know, burnt. I was exhausted. It was taking a lot on me. So. I stepped back from doing as many mushroom ceremonies for two years. We did them every month, you know, because the more you hear that meditation, the more powerful it's going to be for you. And I've been guided to bring it back. But even better, now it's a retreat where it's mushrooms and a cannabis retreat. And we're bringing that back in, in February of next year. But in December, talk about what's so really exciting. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be, we do have an ayahuasca retreat December 14th to 17th in Texas available. Um, we have, so to give you like the, uh, high level, quick rundown, uh, November 19th to 30th is our Belize retreat. That's ultimate full formula. Our shamans are there. December 14th to 17th is the next ayahuasca retreat in Texas. And then I've been talking about truth seeker. Oh yeah. There's a really good artist. His name's truth seeker, incredibly talented, conscious, and we connected off of Instagram and really had an incredible connection. He's going to be doing a private concert for okay. everyone in December at the very end. And he's mm -hmm. amazing. So yeah, those are our things coming up. I think anyone that's interested in, uh, in mushrooms next year, you can message us. Our, our TikTok is magical heels, M-A-E-G-I-C-A-L heels. And then Megan's is magical animal haven. Yeah, magical. It's Megan. It's my name is Megan. M A E Megan. So that's why it's magical. <laughs> that's because for, life is magic, magical when you live this way. And that's for TikTok or Instagram for both of us. Yeah, and then we do have coming up. We have some containers coming up where, where we do twin flame coaching. I have a women's container. And I have a men's container. So we have things yeah. options like that. We're getting our websites completely redone, rehauled. Ugh big time. And so um, in the very near future, you'll be able to see our calendar and see what all we've got going on and what's coming up. Um, I will say our local stuff sells out fast. So if that's ever something you're interested in, like pulling the triggers probably wise, because uh, those go pretty quickly, but we have them all the time. I, I think this is outstanding. Like I said, y'all can, I don't know which one I'm coming to yet. I'm looking at kid calendars, but I'm coming to something. And 
I just think the value that y'all are providing is so unique and yet necessary for people to just, you know, like you said, if there were three things that I pulled away from you today, it's obviously that number one, we are all experiencing the same emotions, maybe not triggered from the same experiences, but we all have these smorgasbord of emotions where it's like they've really fucked up our lives. Mm-hmm. And on top of the societal constructs that we feel like we have to perform to or identify with, you know, if we can just sit back and ask ourselves a few questions and just be open minded to say, just like you were saying, why am I so mad? What is this from? Is this who I want to be? You know, what has to change for my life to be different? And what's the worst that could freaking happen? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So let me go do this weird thing. It might be weird to me, <laughs> but, but damn, what if it really opens my eyes and allows me to see the path that's going to help me quit my miserable job or get out of this crappy relationship or feel like I'm not alone for the rest of my life and disconnected from everybody. And that I actually, actually belong to something. And I think, you know, I'm going to, like I said, I have been taking notes like the whole time, (laughs) even though I'm recording this, but you know, I would, I would encourage everybody to, to follow you. Like I said, read your content. This I know has been incredibly enlightening and uplifting for me. So thank you guys for, for jumping on with me and kind of sharing your experiences and your wisdom and opening up. And I think it's, you know, it's stories like this that remind us of, like you said, the spiritual warfare that's happening right now in our world. And also, you know, on the flip side of that, the divine souls that are available that we don't maybe know about for healing and consciousness raising. And so, yeah, guys, so if you're watching this, you know, they're on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. We're going to drop all of those in the show notes. And if you're anything like me and 10 years ago, you would have dismissed talks of ayahuasca and <laughs> psilocybin mushrooms and spiritual battles as hippie nonsense <laughs> ask yourself like what if this is real and and uh, how far down the rabbit hole are you willing to go in your spiritual journey and as megan and david so beautifully illustrated that you have free will that's your choice to make mm-hmm. and you might actually enjoy it there might be uncomfortability in the ceremonies but people love it they, they have love. fun <laughs> the music's fun the music's amazing everyone's like joyfully celebrating you know by the end so it's actually a beautiful experience we talk about all these uncomfortable things with it but we don't even touch on the beauty because it's so beautiful it's hard to even put it into words yeah and and you have to go through that in anything you have to go through the discomfort to get to the level that that you're dying to reach so i think i think that's it's beautiful what y'all built guys thank you first of all to you guys for coming on here Again, if you're listening to this, don't forget to check out the magical movement, the the work that they're doing, not just for humans, but for animals, our four-legged friends over at their new sanctuary. And any last things that you guys want to add? The only thing I would say is we love doing the plant medicine work. We've been doing it for years, a lot of training. The animal haven is something we're really trying to focus on right now. If there's anybody out there as the winter comes that has any kind of, we're a 501c3, so it's totally, it's all tax deductible. 
anyone that has materials or connections to, build a connections to people that know how to build things. That's not, I'm not very handy. I'll be the first to admit that. Megan gives me a hard time. I'm just not. Anyone that has connections to that, we welcome it as the, as the winter comes for all of our animals. That's it though. Thank you so much for your time. We love talking with you. I'm so glad we connected. It's really funny because when I did the speaking engagement with Mitch Smedley, you came in after, I immediately like picked up on your energy. I was like, oh, you're, she's powerful. Yep. You did your talk. And I was like, okay, it's funny. We ended up connecting. This was great. I'm so happy you got to meet Megan and we got to do this. Thank you. Yeah. And the only thing that I always usually in our podcast with was sharing the one thing that I never really understood until I experienced ayahuasca is that you have to feel it to heal it. There's no way around it. You have to feel it. And ayahuasca showed me that when I sat there and I bawled my eyes out with having a facilitator hold me and it was like my spirit crying and sobbing, like, like nothing I've ever done before. It was so healing. And I was able to see that consistently. You must be able to be open and to be ready to feel it so that you can release it and heal it for good. Because you are the man too, you know? We also teach tools for people at home so they can do things at home too. So I love that. Feel it to heal it. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody remember on your journey to higher consciousness and healing is a daily choice rooted in personal freedom. So thanks for joining us today. Like, subscribe, whatever it is you do on these podcasts, podcast <laughs> things. And until next time, everybody dig deep and rise high. That's a wrap on this episode of Skeletons from the Closet with me, your go-to gal for turning chaos into growth, Amy Ball. If you love the ride, then sprint on over to our Skeletons website for more even badass resources. Oh, and if you dig what I'm putting down, don't be a stranger. Subscribe, drop a review, and maybe even leave a saucy comment. Until next time, keep building that trust and turning your struggles into damn superpowers.